Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Make Money Behave podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about target goals. Now, for those of you moms who are target addicts, and I do see you on Facebook, I am not talking about how to run into Target and get as much as you possibly can for as little as you can, okay? Although I know that some of you may actually enjoy a podcast episode on that particular subject. What I'm referring to is a type of goal that I was actually introduced to during some self-development training that I encountered during my 10-year run at Direct Sales. So today we're going to cover a little bit about what they are, why they are important, how to set them, and then just a couple of ways that you can actually keep those types of goals front and center for you. So let's start with what they are. If you can picture a target, you can see in your mind a circle within a circle within a circle all the way down to a bullseye, right? Well, the two main components that we're going to talk about today are the center of that circle, which you know is called the bullseye, and then the outer circle, which we are calling the outer rim. In a nutshell, target goals simply allow you to identify a bullseye goal as well as an outer rim goal. Your bullseye is really what your ideal outcome would be, and the outer rim is more of like what was described to me as a, quote, no matter what goal. So for example, let's say you and your husband decide you want to take the kids on a trip to Disney World. If you had it your way, you would make sure that you get to stay at a hotel that's on site that you don't have to take time to pack your own lunches, and that each kiddo would have some spending money that they could blow in the gift shops. Little disclaimer here, I have not priced any of this stuff out. I am just dreaming big out loud, and so I have zero idea of how much that would actually cost. But for the illustration purpose of this particular example, let's just say that that would be for your family, um, I don't know, let's say $7,000 that may be high or low depending on what size family you have and really how some of the prices have been. But let's just say it's $7,000. And so you're gonna make that your bullseye goal. And let's also say that you're planning to do that within the next year. I'm gonna pull out my calculator here and just do some quick math if that's okay with you. So what I'm doing on the calculator is what I do all the time. I just take whatever my goal is and then I divide it by the number of months that I have before I wanna actually have that money available. So let's say that your goal is $7,000 and you're going to try to take that trip in a year, so we divide it by 12. That leaves you with trying to save $585 every single month. So that's what you would set as your target goal, your ideal situation. If you want to be able to do all of that stuff and have enough money to complete all of that, then you would wanna save $585 every single month. Now here's why I love, love, love these target goals. Because it simultaneously gives you the power to actually take control of your money, but it also accounts for this amazing thing that's super unpredictable called life. And life happens to each and every one of us. Just because you've set out a goal and you're actually working towards that goal doesn't mean that life isn't going to throw some stuff at you, right? So plan for that or at least allow for it by setting an outer rim or a no matter what goal. So what that basically says is no matter what, no matter what life throws at me, no matter what my circumstances are, I'm going to take some control 
and I am going to make sure that I achieve this. And that's what your outer rim goal is. So let's say that you are just dead set on going to Disney World. And that's your no matter what. Now you might be willing to pack some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch. You might be willing to stay somewhere like at an Airbnb, somewhere that's off of the site. You may be able to reduce the number of days that you actually go to the parks. And you could also reduce the amount of spending money or eliminate it altogether for your kids if it meant that you actually get to go and have the experience that you want to have. Now here's the deal. Chances are when you shoot the arrow, you're probably gonna land somewhere between the bullseye and the outer rim. But that's cool, right? You still get to go on the trip that you wanted to go on. So let's do the math again. Let's just say that um, we set your bullseye goal is like $7,000, right? So let's say that you could actually go on that trip and bring your own peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and all of that stuff. And let's say that that would cost you approximately $3,600. That will make our easy, our math easier, right? Um, so you're going to take that $3,600 and you're going to divide that by 12. And that comes, of course, to $300 a month. So what you're saying is that while you are going to shoot for saving $585 every single month, if life throws some stuff at you and you're only able to save $300 a month, that'll be okay. You're going to give yourself a little bit of grace. You will still be reaching that goal. Now, the truth is there are probably going to be some months where you can only swing a 300, but there might be other months where you're swinging 400, 500, maybe even the 585. And that's going to start to all average out. And before you know it, you actually will be able to go on a Disneyland trip. And maybe you get to eat in the park a couple times. And maybe you bring your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches a couple more times. You fall in somewhere on that target between the bullseye and the outer rim. Is that making sense? I'll tell you, it's so much easier to actually look at a picture and describe this than it is to try to do this just verbally. But I hope you're understanding what it is. And I alluded to why I really believe it's important. So I hope you picked up on that. P.S. If you're just listening in the background and you didn't pick up on it, it had something to do with the fact that it allows us to take control back of our money, but still recognizing that life is going to throw some unplanned circumstances at us once in a while. So how do you set these kinds of goals? Well, you kind of just follow the process that I just walked you through with the Disney example. This approach to goal setting can be applied to any area of your life, really, whether it is improving your health or saving up for vacations, saving for retirement, purchasing a house, finding a new job, or even something as silly as planning out your Christmas shopping. In that case, maybe your bullseye goal will be to have all of your Christmas shopping done by October 1st. And perhaps your outer rim is to be done by, I don't know, 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so you can play around with this and have fun with it. It doesn't have to be all serious all the time. I just want you to understand that it allows you to give yourself some grace when things don't go exactly how you had hoped. But it also keeps you from quitting just because you don't think you're going to reach the specific goal that you had set. Now, let's say you've gone ahead and, and you've embraced this whole idea of how to set a target goal and you want to start doing that. You and I know that setting a goal is just the first step, right? We have to have that front and center in our brains somehow. And so I have a couple of ideas for you on how you can keep these goals front and center. And I welcome you to send me some more of your ideas as well. One of my favorite things to do is to actually create a tracker. 
I swear sometimes I get more into actually creating the tracker than I do to actually <laughs> working towards the goal. But uh, but it's fun for me. I have a, a bit of a creative side, and so I I like doing that. But I also know how important it is for me to see something on a regular basis. So when I create a tracker, I actually hang it up somewhere that I'm going to see every single day. For you, that could be your bathroom mirror, or it could be a refrigerator, it could be your office. For me, I have a lot of my goals spread around my home office because I know that I spend several hours a day in that place. I've gone very simple before with just printing off one of those thermometer trackers and then putting different numbers on there and being able to color in my progress as I go. But I've also done some more creative ones as well. The one I'm looking at right now as I speak into this microphone is the tracker that I created for paying off our house. <laughs> um, when we bought the home, we put it on a 15-year mortgage. So of course I know that we'll pay it off no matter what within 15 years. But I wanted to set a little bit higher of a goal to see if we could pay that off a little bit earlier. We've had a whole lot of life thrown at us, so some of that has shifted a little bit since I created the tracker, but I still have it there because I have, it's basically a house, it's a picture of a house, and then there's like several tiny little lines, and each line represents $2,000 that we've paid into our mortgage. Principal, not just payments that we've made, but actually ticking down the principal. So at any given time, I can look at this tracker and know how much we owe on our home. It sounds so silly, but it is so empowering when I get to color <laughs> one of those stupid little lines that says, you now have $2,000 less that you owe on this home. It really goes back to the thing I talked about a couple episodes ago about being able to understand your net worth and, and really start to see some traction. If I'm just throwing my money at a mortgage and I don't see that in a savings account, I can feel very overwhelmed and and feel like I'm not getting anywhere. But it, coloring those little lines in, every time I color in a little line, it gets into my soul that I actually am making progress in at least one area of my financial plan. So there's one idea. Create a visible tracker that you can actually color in and tap into that small kid inside of you that really enjoys celebrating the small things. There are lots of different ideas out there, but I'm only going to focus on that one and then this one because this one has been a little bit unique and usually when I share it with people, they say, oh, I never thought of that. And so, you know, I just wanted to share that here with you. About seven or eight years ago, I started using my goals as passwords. <laughs> so, you know, there are so many different places that we need to sign in and everyone says use different passwords for all these different things. And I'm not fantastic at doing that all the time, but there are some websites that just lend themselves very well to whatever my goal is. So for example, I've told you that part of the way that we got some, so much traction was that I actually started a direct sales business. And when I first started, I was just dabbling with it. I wasn't actually treating it like a business. But about two years into it, I realized that if I do start treating that like a business, I might actually be able to gain some actual income from that. And so I shifted, I pivoted a little bit and I shifted my mindset and said, I'm no longer going to treat this like an expensive hobby. I'm going to treat it like a profitable business. But that's not always easy, right? <laughs> so I had to figure out a way, how do I remind myself that that's what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it? So when I created my username and password for that consultant portal, I actually created the password to be debt-free11. 
Now, what that meant was I wanted to be fully debt-free by 2011. And so I put that as my password and I forced myself to type that in every single time I logged into that account. So when I didn't want to make sales phone calls or I didn't want to go to a team training or I didn't want to fill in the blank, I reminded myself that the reason I was doing that at that time, the reason I needed to treat it like a business and I had to be consistent was because I wanted to be debt free by 2011. 2011 was my bullseye goal. But you know what? We had $92,000 of debt in 2009. And so by the time 2011 came, we weren't there yet. We had had a layoff in there. And so it didn't happen. So what did I do? Did I give up? Nope. Instead, as I realized that I wasn't going to reach that goal, I changed the password to debt-free 12. <laughs> so I gave myself some grace and I said, all right, you know what? That's okay. I want to do it by 2012. That's my new bullseye goal. And when it didn't happen by 2012, I was able to change it to 13. Well, in my mind, in my husband's mind, we had already said that no matter what, we wanted to be 100% debt-free by 2015. But we might as well shoot for 2011 and then move that to 2012 and then move it to 2013. And we did. We finished by 2013. And you know, I suppose if you got a hold of my username for that website, you could totally get in. But I'm going to tell you, I never did change that password. It is still to this day debt-free 13. Because now it doesn't serve as a motivator for me anymore. It serves as a reminder. A reminder of where we were and one of the things that I had to do to try to get out of it. Now I will never forget the year that we actually became debt free and it's because of that password. So get creative with your passwords or find a different way to keep your goals front and center. But by all means, just keep it front and center. And give yourself grace and realize that if you're shooting for that bullseye, but you land anywhere else on that target, you still won. And know that as life throws things at you, it almost creates a moving target. So even if you are right on track to hitting that bullseye, if something happens and it moves that target, it's going to land somewhere else. But that's okay. Keep shooting. I hope this is helpful. If you have a specific goal that you would really like to try to fit into this framework and you're struggling to figure out what would be a realistic bullseye and a realistic outer rim for you, send me an email. I'll welcome you into our free Facebook group and we can hash it out there with supportive people who are probably in a similar boat as you. Now go take one action step today to help turn that goal into your new reality. Thanks for joining me.